Freaks. It's Tuesday, January 16th, 2024. Coming up on the program today, a crab outbreak at the Disabled Kids Summer Camp. Plus, we learned some disturbing sex details about one of our favorite Utahs. Trying to pass a drug test with dog piss and partially removing a human nipple will get you two years in jail. Distorted View Daily proudly presents... Sister Cindy preaching to college students. If you buy her one margarita, she will spread her legs. If you buy her two margaritas, she will pounce right on your penis. The Distorted View Show with Tim Henson. A lot of uh, hot liquid poo just went out all at once. Stuff my fucking asshole. That's it. Stuff the fucking shit box. Oh, I pussy. Oh, I pussy. Oh, I just want to say, how dare you? Yes, Tim Henson back here with you for the Tuesday episode of DV. Have a great one for you. We start things off with a documentary that I had not heard about. It's from 2020 and it's called Crip Camp. (laughs) Yes, that kind of Crip. Surprisingly, this film was produced by Barack and Michelle Obama. Obama is a Mac daddy. I just have a sound clip for everything. Anyway, I'm not sure how this movie flew under my radar. The only thing I can think of is that it was the start of COVID-19. As a matter of fact, Even though uh, Netflix released this movie, it was supposed to have a a limited theatrical release, but uh, that was scrapped due to COVID-19. Anyway, according to the description, Crip Camp starts in 1971 at Camp Jeanette, a uh, summer camp in New York described as a loose, free-spirited camp designed for teens with disabilities. How loose and free-spirited were they? Well, there was a camp-wide crab outbreak that took place. Everyone pretty much had pubic lice. This is the sole reason why I'm featuring this movie on today's podcast. Mentally and physically disabled people suffering from pussy mites. That's why I'm proud to say this documentary is now officially part of Distorted View's Shittyrian collection. I will say it appears that most of the campers handled the crabs pretty well. They were in high spirits, joking about it, writing songs about the crabs. I got those coral crab blues, yeah. Well, I've been 
so uptight because they've been bugging me. My name is Bob Chernow. I am the crab carrier. Uh, it all happened, well, I started itching around two weeks ago, and I thought it was just a you know, heat rash or something under my arms, etc., etc. It wasn't a heat rash, though. They were little bugs biting my pubic area. Until yesterday, sitting at, at Lexington for the Performing Arts uh, camp, I reached under my arms. I have so many crabs, they migrated up north to my armpit hair. The crabs made a permanent settlement in my pubic tuft, and now they got vacation homes in my armpit. And pulled out a little creepy crawly thing around the 32nd of an inch big with six legs. Looked at it and said, Bobby... I've got the crabs. Dun, dun, dun. Now, I don't know what type of disability this guy has. Physically, you know, he's got all of his motor skills. He also sounds with it mentally. I feel bad for those kids who are, like, confined to a wheelchair. Heads cocked and just slobbering. They can't form words. They can't tell someone their coochie's on fire, you know? All we did was shower and... You know, take care of things, clean out the bunks. And by that, I mean we set them all on fire. That's all you can really do, right? That was that shit in kerosene. All we did was shower and, you know, take care of things, clean out the bunks. And I'm really not sure of what these crabs or whatever they call it is. I hope they get to the bottom of this, you know, where this all started. Like, did a counselor take advantage of a mentally handicapped camper? To be fair, crabs spread easily, but, you know, it had to start somewhere. What do you mean you're not sure? I don't, like, they said it was some sort of bug and that gets into your hair, but I really don't know what it is, like. Yeah, the camera is panning, and all of, like, the sheets are outside, I guess, drawing on the ground, but that seems like a bad idea. <laughs> you're just, just going to get more bugs crawling on the sheets that way. Because it, like, I think it sucks your blood or it's just like lice or something like that. You know, it's bad for you. Well, it's certainly not good. Let's hear from some ladies suffering from crabs. We begin with a fucking cartoon character. Um, they, uh, multiply. They multiply inside your body in heat, mostly in hair. And that's why we're being disinfected and everything, so we don't get them. Meanwhile, some campers couldn't escape the crabs. Uh, we're dirties. We're all dirties, yeah. folks. We're all dirties. We're filthy, lousy pigs. And we love it. That's the type of camper I've been waiting to hear from. And I think this is a great sensitivity exercise, and I think we should do it every year at least once or twice. I I think it's good. What, get crabs? You're crazy. There are better bonding exercises out there. Oh, yes! I'm mad because I can't see Jimmy and today's our first week anniversary. My theory is Jimmy's been spreading his crippled seat all across camp. My money is on Jimmy when it comes to the source of the crabs. We've got a lead, freaks. We've got to investigate. Go over there. What's over there? <laughs> My girl. <laughs> okay, you guys all just need to calm down. You're never going to get rid of the crabs if you keep passing them to one another. Handicapped people are so horny.
The things we learn here on TV. Now, I can understand why I was panicked, because I panicked too at first. But when thinking about it rationally, I realized that I don't itch. There's no need for me to disinfect. And my wheelchair doesn't itch. There's no need for it to disinfect. My man's using some logic here. Whatever is done is done, and I think it's very nice. I really love it. Okay, we've got a crab fan here. And I thank you very much. Well, don't thank us. Thank the crabs. Well, there you go. A little archival footage from the great crab outbreak of 1971 over there at Camp Jeanette. They seem like a fine bunch of kids, but my favorite mentally handicapped camp uh, is and always will be Camp Jabberwocky. It rocks. Camp Jabberwocky rocks. Camp Jabberwocky rocks. Camp Jabberwocky rocks. Camp Jabberwocky is awesome. Okay, all right. Okay, that's enough. You know, since the start of the year, I've been trying to feature a U-tard or two every day just to, you know, check in on them, see how their 2024 is starting off. Today, I've got our buddy Tamir. For those of you who are new to the podcast, Tamir is a young man who believes some sort of AI system is out to get him. It, along with Emma Watson, don't question me, just go with it. The AI system, along with Emma Watson, have been torturing Tamir, making his leg twitch. And uh, I guess that's pretty much it. It's just really annoying because, you know, his legs will start twitching when he's watching a movie. And he doesn't want his legs to twitch. It's all thanks to that bitch, Emma Watson. Today, we're featuring a very different kind of Tamir. If you've never heard this guy before, this might not be a good introduction to what Tamir is all about because he's acting so different. I don't know if he's on some sort of medication that's mellowing him out and possibly one of the side effects is that it makes him extremely horny, but that's the Tamir we're getting today. Chillaxin horny Tamir. And as you'll see in a few minutes, that's a problem. Hey guys, I was just watching porn for several hours, all sorts of porn. Vast quantities of porn. Could Tamir possibly be a gooner? I mean, he's spending hours looking at this stuff, right? Different actresses, different acts. Oral, anal, Cleveland steamers, Alaskan snow crabs, Hungarian goulash. He's into it all. Uh, This made me... Um, want to talk about what really turns me on. All right, so we're going to learn what makes Tamir rock hard. Unsurprisingly, the first thing on his list is just to be left alone. I need peace, physical peace, sentimental peace. No loud women, basically, right? I mean that the creature doesn't attack my body, that then fake neighbors don't try to attack me with sounds. The creature is what he calls that AI menace that is after him. So, okay, the list starts off pretty standard, pretty normal. I mean, Tamir normal. In order to turn Tamir on, you cannot be an evil AI creature constantly making his legs twitch. Interestingly enough, that's the fastest way to make me come. 
I love the idea of a cyborg brushing up against my inner thigh. Oh, beep, boop, pop, boop. Semen overload detected. Beep, pop, boop. All right. Uh, when we actually get to things that, uh, you know, Tamir is attracted to, that's when it gets problematic. Anyway, I was just watching porn and also playing with with my uh, with my uh, groin for several hours. Nice. And once again, I'm reaffirmed exactly by what I am attracted to in women. All right, give it to us. Come on, we're ready. Okay, so first of all, the woman has to be young. As young as possible. Like, okay, okay let, let, me, let me try to help you out, Tamir. Let me get you out of this pickle. I'm sure what Tamir means is the youngest uh, possible age that is legal. Like, 18. He's attracted to 18-year-olds. I was even attracted to a 14-year-old girl. Tamir, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to help you. He didn't mean 14. I'm a big kid. Look what I can do. I make Tamir spew his cock goo. Despite this revelation, he's still not as creepy as Galileo 2333. Hi, Galileo 2333. Yeah, that Galileo 2333, who is uh, attracted to much younger. I think his uh, his target woman is uh, like nine, nine to eleven. These are the type of characters you find on the internet. You see, I'm very attracted to youth. <laughs> I really like young exp- young appearance. Yes, yeah, keep saying it in different ways. That'll help. No, I'm not saying that I'm sexually attracted to children. Here we go. Try to explain your way out of this. Mind you, a 14 years old is not a child. It's a teenager. There's a difference. She's able to give birth. In that regard, I guess she's a, a woman. Trying to help Tamir out here. I like girls when they are young, like really young. Well, great. I'm glad we were able to clear that all up. Lest anyone think that Tamir is a pedo. No, no. He just likes them young. Like really young. Like really young. Pretty quickly after Tamir posted this video, he faced a bit of backlash. Unsurprisingly, there were some negative comments about, uh, you know, what Tamir is attracted to. Thankfully, our boy here is smart. He went into damage control mode and immediately published another video addressing the controversy. You know, it's one of these videos where it's like, oh, I misspoke. Also, people misunderstood what I was saying. You know, one of those kind of videos. Hey, guys. It certainly sounds like a YouTube apology video. Hey, guys. All sad. Mm. Earlier ago, I made a video in which I expressed attraction to a 14-year-old girl. Just say you were all drugged up. You know, you're on some sort of medication. You're not thinking clearly or even better. That uh, evil AI was making your leg twitch, scrambling your brain. Which made me think that I'd like to date a 14 years old girl. And that's crazy talk, right? And the more I thought about it, the more I realized that it's something that I want for several reasons. Okay, so this isn't an apology video. That I explain. Instead, he's doubling down on these views. A few people commented that it's wrong or that it's it's a uh, 
that 14 years old is too young or that or even that it could be a crime or I could get in trouble for that but uh, that's the opposite of what it's true I I know that it is it's right on the inside and actually the more I think about it the more I realize that that it's it's perfectly fine it's the feeling that society might think yeah it's society's problem not yours well you get the idea yet another person we feature on dv turns out to be a complete weirdo sex perv strange how i keep finding these guys right all right uh let's move on i can't believe it but we are inching ever closer to another election on one hand i love all the great content elections provide especially when trump is running but I just hate how crazy politics makes people. Everyone turns into a complete fucking psychopath as we inch closer to Election Day. I can really tell that uh, things are starting to ramp up on at least Team Trump's side because uh, the music videos are starting to get produced once again. Trump supporters are a lot like vegans. They like to make it known to the world. They're Trump supporters. They fly their flags. They've got their hats and their belt buckles and their vests. They're very showy. You'd think there'd be more gay Trump supporters out there, you know, just because of all of the pageantry involved. Gays really respond to that. Anyway, I have a new song here in support of Trump. Uh, This is by Gucci Granny. I think it's pretty safe to say Trump has the near-dead vote. Ha-ha, Gucci Granny in the building. There's no way she wrote this right. By the way, Granny's wearing a fanny pack. I don't even think it's a Gucci fanny pack, but okay. She's also rolling around in her wheelchair. She's not going to be dancing in this video. She's sort of confined to the wheelchair. I'm a little disappointed it's not blinged out, but okay, whatever. Gucci Granny, Gucci Granny. She's standing up here. Granny's for Trump. Yeah, 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 yeah. Woo! Gucci granny, Gucci granny. You know I'm dripping in Gucci. Gucci granny, Gucci granny. So far, there's not really a message to this song, which honestly, I think I'm okay with. There's too many of these songs that beat you over the head with their political message, you know? Pose. You know, Grandma got that stupid swag. swag. Hunter Biden couldn't touch me with a stupid bag. Hey. You want those rags, but for Trump, free bands for life. Free bands. I think you get the idea there. That's Gucci Granny with her song, Gucci Granny, if you want to search for that on YouTube. Moving on. Oh, you know how I love when live streamers freak out. I've got one of those clips here, although it's a little different. We've got a streamer here who just uh, records himself playing blackjack like on fan duel or something you know a gambling addict basically now the way these online casinos work some of the time is uh there's there's actual real people real dealers at the blackjack or poker table so uh in this clip we've got a guy playing blackjack he's streaming and uh the dealer is shuffling the cards but he messes up he didn't cut the cards properly or use a cut card, I think they're called. Uh, so he notices it. He catches his error, but the streamer makes a big deal of the situation. 
That, that, this is the dealer realizing he messed messed up. <sighs> I fucked up. <laughs> Nigga, you getting fired. Hey. <laughs> yep. You getting fired. So that's what he types into the chat that the dealer can see. He literally says, you oh, getting yeah. fired. Ooh, blackjacks. Meanwhile, the dealer is just trying to correct his error and eventually does look up at the screen to see the comments. <laughs> Fuck that motherfucker. <laughs> he talking. Are dealers allowed lot to talk like that on stream? They're basically, you know, they're employees of the uh, online casino. <laughs> Fuck that motherfucker. <laughs> he talking about me. Getting fired. Who getting fired? <laughs> <laughs> Yo! All bets is closed. Yeah, right. This is your last day, day buddy. Dealer show one to seven. That's why I got two jobs. If any of it was. <laughs> you up four in the morning playing blackjack. Fucking loser. That I'm pretty sure the online casino would frown upon. You can't call people who use your product losers, even though many of them probably are. Why are you trying to bug with me? Hold on. Facts. Sending that to your manager. No ass gone. Come on, you deserve the roast. Look, he don't want to talk no more. Why you don't want to talk no more? He was just popping it. Why you don't want to talk no more? I think he said everything that needed to be said. Uh, I go, I sold them the bat on this table. This nigga finna give me the most bullshit hands. Oh my god. Nah, if I win, I just gotta shit on this nigga. I think he wins a few hands, but overall he loses. Maybe that's a little vindication for the dealer. Poor dude was still probably fired though. The other thing that I ran across that I uh, I don't think we talked about on this podcast. It sounds like a news story I would have read though. Apparently there was an OnlyFans model. Her name is Courtney Clenny. She's a bit of a loose cannon. Uh, she had a boyfriend. They sadly are no longer together. Because he is not alive. Because she killed him. Yeah. She stabbed him to death. She claims that her boyfriend was abusing her and that she acted in self-defense. Here's the problem with her defense. There's a video that has recently been released that shows this woman wailing on her boyfriend. And her boyfriend's not really hitting her back, defending himself. Take a listen here. You know, like, I was fucking sober for two weeks. Two weeks, two weeks. And now why am I not sober? Because I'm cute. Okay, so the whole time she's slapping him, talking about the immense struggle of being sober for two weeks. <laughs> but you're, you're, you're hindering my progress. I think the reason why she is upset is because she thinks that her boyfriend was flirting with another woman. Let go of me. Let go of me. Come on. Let go. Okay. Come on, boy. He does finally put his hands on her. He's not being mean or anything. He's just trying to, like, uh, put her in a chair so she doesn't hit him anymore, I guess. Ask her, did I touch her Do breast yesterday? Do you see how fucking instigative he is? No, you're telling me I touched her breast yesterday when I fucking... You didn't... I didn't say you fucking touched it. You said I did You were leaning... Yo, you were dumb as fuck. I actually don't want to be with you. Actually... I'm done. If only she was really done with him, right? And she could just sort of make a clean break. But uh, as we learned, uh, that did not happen. Uh, can you send him home? 
Yeah. Actually, done. No, okay, fine. Fucking done. Just, duh, she duh. Hitting you're him. fucking like you're costing me money. I didn't do shit since I got to this fucking house because of you. Again, all she really has to do is turn on the cam and lift up her shirt, finger her pussy. I mean, I don't know what she was doing on OnlyFans, but that was probably some of it, right? No, because you were fucking flirting with fucking like three girls. Hold on, three girls. What three girls? You? Well, eventually in the video, Courtney really puts her foot down. You're fired. Fine. Hopefully, shut up. You will never see me again. You are the most good bitch. This is why you shouldn't put your boyfriend on on your payroll. You're fired from being my boyfriend, and you're fired from being my body car. Get the fuck out of here! Like I can actually get like shit done if you're not here. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here! Okay. Yeah. I'll remember that next time. Yeah, I've got I've got a lot of work to do. I've got a lot of jine to flash. No, not this. Not even the next time. Get the fuck out. Well, as we know, they saw each other at least one more time. According to the news story I have here, investigators said that uh, Courtney and her man had a volatile and violent relationship. Well, yeah, it ended in one person being stabbed to death. There were multiple audio recordings of their arguments. Apparently, Courtney called her boyfriend the N-word and cursed him out. Another security video from uh, an elevator in a Miami building captured the woman pushing and punching the guy multiple times. Another fight broke out on the day of his death. Now, prosecutors are saying, look, she was just trying to defend herself. Because he was the one who was abusing her, even though there's no video evidence of that. Clenny was known as Courtney Taylor online and had 2 million Instagram followers. You know what? I have nearly 8,000 Twitter followers, which, uh, yeah, is a lot less than 2 million, but I'm also not on trial for murder. So I think I'm doing pretty okay. But yes, I would trade places with her in a heartbeat. Who do I have to murder to get 2 million subscribers? I'll do it. All right. Uh, and with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist. To the fucked up news. Right now. Not a member of the Sideshow. What are you waiting for? Help support this stupidity. Become a true and honorable freak today when you do. You will gain access to all of the exclusive shows we do throughout the week. Yesterday was a Sideshow exclusive podcast. I'll be doing another one tomorrow and again on Friday. Memberships are very inexpensive, only $6.99 a month. Even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. There's a couple ways to gain access. Of course, superfreaksideshow.com. You can sign up over there. You get access to a personalized RSS feed that works with most podcasting apps. If you happen to use uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can sign up right inside those apps on your mobile phone. Just a few taps. You'll gain access and you'll see all the exclusive shows right alongside the free episodes. For more information on all the ways to sign up, check out distortedview.com and, of course, superfreaksideshow.com. Other ways to support the show, we've got a Patreon account. Uh, this is just another way to help uh, support the show. Uh, you can pledge as little as a dollar over there. Every little bit helps. If you pledge at least five, you get access to a special voicemail line 
where I will play your calls first. And yes, we've got some patrons checking in a little bit later. Uh, also, don't forget the Distorted View store is open. Chock full of hoodies, sweatshirts, stuff to keep you warm in this very cold weather. Plus, uh, you know, mugs, drinkware, you know, all, all the standard type things one would find in an online store for a fucking podcast. All right. Uh, again, distortedview.com if you'd like to check out the merch. All right. Three very quick stories now. First up, let's kick things off with a story from our most fucked up state. Say it with me. Florida, our most fucked up state. All right. On January 15th, which was just yesterday, Jessica Beatty, age 42, faced charges for attempting to deceive a court-mandated drug test by using dog urine. We've all thought about doing this, right? Haven't we? Well, I mean, where else are you going to get clean piss from? You can't ask family members for it. Then they'll know you've started using again. So you got to turn to man's best friend. Or you do that thing where you drop a dish or bowl or line plastic wrap on a toilet bowl and you wait until a little boy or girl does their business. And when they're done, you collect their uh, precipitation. I don't know why it has to be a little boy or girl. Maybe just because their their pee is going to be the cleanest. You know, you collect the piss of an 82-year-old man. Yeah, it might come back clean for drugs, but it'll also reveal stuff like they're in kidney failure. They should be on dialysis, and they've got six months to live. And, you know, that just introduces a whole other host of problems. Maybe this woman couldn't uh, get to a public restroom, so she went the easy route and just collected her dog pee. Beatty from Clearwater, Florida, was previously arrested on December 28th for possession of drug paraphernalia and driving with a suspended license. As a condition of her release, she was required to undergo random drug testing. Beatty, who has a history of cocaine convictions and incarcerations, feared her test would reveal drug use, potentially leading to her bond being revoked and immediate imprisonment. So she improvised. To avoid this, she planned to submit a fraudulent urine sample. However, the testing process, overseen by a probation officer, makes such deception difficult. Upon being questioned about the fake sample, Beatty confessed she used her aunt's dog's urine, intending to pass it off as her own during the test. I mean, there's no way this would have worked in a million years. Dog pee and human pee are very different, right? Right? I don't know. I actually did a Google search. A lot of people <laughs> have thought of this. Smell alone would give it away. Dog pee apparently is way more concentrated. They don't drink as much water as humans. Plus, you know, dogs have different hormones and pheromones and shit. I am getting some conflicting information on Quora, though. You know that website where you can ask questions and idiots will answer? You know, these aren't exactly experts. So someone asked, can dog pee be used to pass a drug test? A lot of people said uh, no. Also, it depends on if it's lab tested or not. Another person says you can definitely pass, but it needs to be diluted. <laughs> Jesus. I passed over 50 drug tests over six years, including several DOT uh, drug tests with my lab's urine. Oh, the, the dog labs. Okay. Uh, Labrador. My Labrador's urine. When I first started using his urine, I was sure there was a test for animalistic urine, but it was never mentioned, and I always passed. So, sounds like you might be able to, according to this one guy. That's all the evidence I need. Go for it, guys. I know there's a listener out there who has tried this. 
Dank Tim, I'm specifically thinking about you. Call into the voicemail line. Let us know how it went. The specifics of how she collected the animal urine or the container she used, you know, the important details, were not detailed in the criminal complaint. Betty was apprehended at the probation office in charge with urine testing fraudulent practices, which is a misdemeanor. Following the incident, a judge rescinded her previous release in the drug and driving case. Additionally, Beatty, who started a cleaning service with her boyfriend last year. Interesting choice of profession, seeing as how she herself can't remain clean. Yes, uh, additionally, Beatty, who started a cleaning service with her boyfriend last year, faces further scrutiny. Her boyfriend, also a former convict, has a criminal record that includes robbery, narcotics possession, disorderly conduct, obstructing police, and loitering and prowling. See, that would be a cool one to be charged with. If I ever get arrested, I want it to be for prowling. I'm a prowler. I'm a vicious cat. You know, I'm prowling about. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Second story we have for you to jump. I believe this is a Distorted View news update. A male escort, Damien Burns, 36, has been sentenced to five years in prison for amputating a consenting man's genitals. Okay, so castration or neutering. That's what we're talking about here. Uh, he filmed it all for a pay-per-view website. Link, please. The incident occurred in February 2017 when Burns used a kitchen knife to remove Marius Gustafson's penis and testicles. Two accomplices, Jacob Crimmy Appleby, 23, and Nathaniel Arnold, 48, also faced charges. Crimmy Appleby, who froze Gustafson's leg, leading to its amputation. How much of this guy did they fucking slice up? He's missing testicles, a penis, and now a leg, too? Yeah, apparently during the trial, the court was shown a video of Gustafsson with his leg in a bucket of dry ice, with Crimmy Appleby adding more. I guess he just they froze it off. Yeah, he admitted to freezing Gustafsson's leg back in February of 2019. All right, a lot going on here. Crimmy Appleby, who froze Gustafsson's leg, leading to its amputation, received a three-year and eight-month sentence while Arnold, who partly removed a nipple, <laughs> got a two-year suspended sentence. Yeah, what he did wasn't that bad, really. The court learned that this act is part of a subculture where men become nulos, or nullos, I guess, short for genital nullification. Now that I'm hearing their names and what went down, it does all ring a bell. I'm just glad there's an update finally where we're getting a verdict to the trial here. This is the exciting conclusion to the nulo boys. All right, uh, Burns from North London was among 10 charged with extreme body modifications. Gustafsson, known as the eunuch maker, had been involved in similar procedures before. Remember a few minutes ago when I was like, if I ever get arrested for something, I want it to be for prowling because it just sounds cool. I want to take that back. I now want to be known as the eunuch maker. That's my crime. I slice off nipples and dicks and stuff. All right. In December 2016, Burns agreed to mutilate Gustafsson for 500 pounds, but that was later reduced to 50. Wow. They did some uh, real negotiation there. Who knew you could haggle over the price of a castration, you know? See, this is why listening to Distorted View Daily every day is so important because you learn something. It's educational. All right. Uh, so they got the price down to 50 pounds. During the procedure, Burns questioned the risk of significant blood loss. But Gustafsson assured him he would be anesthetized and instructed Burns on the process. The mutilation was filmed, but the graphic content wasn't shown in court. After Burns left, 
Gustafsson called emergency services and was hospitalized for a few days, followed by a psychiatric assessment. Burns later threatened to report Gustafsson when he didn't receive payment, to which Gustafsson responded with counter-threats. Over two years, Gustafsson's, uh, Gustafsson paid Burns over 1,500 pounds. Crimmy Appleby admitted to his part in 2019, and Arnold, a nurse, also admitted to stealing anesthetics and possessing extreme pornography. I feel like maybe you didn't have to admit that. He really just wanted to clear his conscience, didn't he? Also, when I was four, I stole a candy bar. I'm sorry! Burns expressed remorse, stating financial difficulties and shock at his actions. Arnold's lawyer described him as a compassionate nurse suffering from bipolar disorder. Crimmy Appleby's lawyer argued that he was seduced online by Gustafsson. The police conducted extensive investigations, encouraging others with similar experiences to seek help. (laughs) The Crown Prosecution Service stated that consent is not a defense in such illegal surgical procedures. So even if you're like, yeah, I'm totally cool with you cutting off my dick, you're not allowed to do it. You're not allowed to be a part of it. Still illegal. Final story we have for you today in Alabama, a federal lawsuit has surfaced involving the mysterious case of two deceased inmates whose bodies were returned to their families, but with missing organs. Oh, like their balls and dick were cut off? I think I know who may have done it. No, these were actual organs missing, like hearts and shit. First of all, you know, you see a corpse and it's, you know, you don't go rooting around inside their body looking for their organs. So someone had to tell them like the like the family wouldn't have known, wouldn't have probably even cared. Right. Like, you know, you're, the person's dead. They're not coming back. Is the heart really important at this point? You know, or kidneys or whatever's missing. Still, it is strange. Someone may have gotten paid for that. Maybe that's why the family's upset. Like, if anyone's going to get paid for selling, you know, my grandfather's liver, it's going to be me, I guess. All right. uh, What's going on here? The family of Brandon Clay Dodson, who died in November at a state prison, filed the lawsuit against the Alabama Department of Corrections and others, alleging Dodson's body was decomposed and heartless upon return. Literally heartless. Additionally, in recent court filings, the daughter of Charles Edward Singleton, another inmate who died in 2021, claimed her father's body was devoid of all internal organs. This pattern of incidents was highlighted by uh, Lauren Ferreno, the attorney representing Dodson's family, suggesting a disturbing trend. The Associated Press reached out to the Alabama Department of Corrections for a comment. I don't see a comment here, so I guess they did not provide a comment. But okay, good job, Associated Press, for at least trying. Dotson 43 was found dead on November 16th at the correctional facility. His family, suspecting foul play, arranged for a second autopsy, which revealed his missing heart. They're now suing to uncover the reason behind the organ's removal and to retrieve it. Yeah, good luck with that. The lawsuit says uh, this is a reprehensible violation of human dignity equating it to grave robbery and mutilation. During their quest for answers about Dodson's heart, the family learned of similar experiences from other families. Singleton's case was brought up in Dodson family's court documents, where his daughter, Charlene Drake, expressed shocked at her father's body being delivered without any internal organs. She was informed by a funeral director that typically, usually we see dead people with organs, typically organs are replaced in the body post-autopsy, but this was not the case for her father. A recent federal court hearing, maybe they just forgot. You know, they're laying around somewhere. 
All right. Uh, maybe it was, you know, someone's first day on the job. They forgot they're supposed to stuff the organs back in the body. A recent federal court hearing in the Dotson case failed to provide clarity about the missing heart. The lawsuit suggests the heart may have been kept for research purposes at a medical school. However, the university's attorneys dismissed this as speculation, stating the university neither conducted the autopsy nor received any of Dotson's organs. Well, someone's got to have them. I hope the families get to the bottom of this. Or more importantly, I think what they really want is a huge payout. Honestly, isn't that what you would want? Like, if you found out, you know, your dead father came back with no heart, you'd be upset. You'd want to sue. But if you were given the option, okay, we can either put the heart back in his corpse or we can uh, pay you a couple hundred grand for your troubles. You'd take the money. Every, Of course you'd take the money. You'd be insane not to. Cares about a dead person's heart ridiculous uh there you go that my friends is your distorted news yeah for tuesday let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here all right guys love to hear from you freaks and there are many ways to contact the show show at distortedview.com i'm all over social media at distortedview on twitter and instagram facebook.com slash distortedview show yada 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 all right we've got some patrons checking in today hey, go, Timmy Boo. it is canadian sideshow freak windows 98 tech support hey. i'm catching up on some old episodes but on a recent episode you mentioned that lord douche has your whole network like Locked down, and all the IP addresses are assigned specifically, and that he has a list. Yes. Um, I've been working in IT, and I don't know if anybody else has called in about this yet, but I, I do network IT work for a living, and that's one of the most genuinely deranged things I've ever heard. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> even that secure if he thinks uh, that, that he's securing your network, because now if somebody gets into your network, they can tell exactly where every single one of your devices is. Having a rotating dynamic address is actually the smartest thing. I'm going to play this voicemail for him. So, See, I'm not smart enough to have these kind of debates. I guess just more fuel for your theory that he's sort of weird, inhuman creature. Because <laughs> and he has it only limited to a few addresses, to standard I think so. I mean, you know, I, I you know, I could have gotten some of the details wrong there, but I think that's pretty much the gist of it. Network tool is supposed to allow for 250 devices, not like 10. So, <laughs> yeah, you're you're living with an alien. That's the only an insane. Per- I've been. I mean, guys, I've been saying it for so long. You people just don't believe me. Anyway, the shows are great. I'm looking forward to uh, a full year of great new shows, and of course, paying you money for the. Uh, the privilege. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, great information. <laughs> Basically confirming everything I suspected. My favorite type of call. Yes, caller. Oh, oh sorry, Jim. Jim, that's pepper. Spilt for you. It's got sugar. Anyway. Oh, uh, Dr. Oh, you're drinking Dr. Pepper? <laughs> it's good for you. It's got sugar. Um, well, I didn't. I couldn't understand you at first. You. It's got sugar. It's got sugar. It's good anyway, for you. It's got um, sugar. Whatever you want, whatever you do, I will be right here baiting for you. The combat you make it's a catchy tune, right? more than to make. No. I will be right here. It's one of, uh, I think, Corey's best. Baiting for you. Oh, can't you see okay. it, but Okay, <laughs> He's a, a big fan of right here baiting for you. Hey, autistic Mexican back here this week. Uh, shouts out to 
Unicorn Hamster for making his big reappearance. Yeah. Anyway, um, yesterday. We're two weeks into New Year, and uh, I swear more shit has happened to me in the past two weeks than happened to me in all 2020. Oh, really? 2022 combined. You're having a very eventful 2024 as well. Okay, yeah, I'm having a um, I'm having a moment here. <laughs> Thankfully, in the last couple of days, it's slowed down. No more calamities. You know, not only did I uh, get into a car accident, that was my fault. Yikes. And I'm now dealing with that with no money. Um how is this going to affect your sideshow membership? Are you a sideshow member? I found out this morning that my That's what's really important to me. The biggest contract uh for my uh the business that I run by so I'm self-employed. Uh, anyway, the biggest contract that I had uh was terminated and I just lost 50% of my income. Shit. So that sucks. looks like I'll be going back to a regular job. Oh. Soon. That sucks. So yeah, well, get a hop over here and you know, maybe. Yeah. All right, maybe Again, you'll love you. Get another client. Maybe you know something will, something will happen. Hey Tim, keep your chin up there, old chap. Hey Tim, you know that Brendan guy who uh, you played on the Monday Sideshow was arguing with his mom about his broken neck. Yes, and doing the dishes and can't get disability. Yeah, he sounds an awful lot like that uh, open mic. Beat poem guy you have from years ago. You know the one I mean. I think this guy's problem is that uh, he's just constipated. Oh, he- oh, this guy you mean? You find it here. What you need, ladies and gentlemen, is a decent shit. Okay, and then just to compare it to the guy we played yesterday, here he is reading from his disability letter. I guess this is this is where he was denied disability. You're fucking stupid. You're able to walk and move. About You're fucking stupid. In a satisfactory manner. No, I'm not. News fucking flash, morons! I cannot move <laughs> in a satisfactory manner. You dumb fucks who need to be aborted. You need to be late fucking abortions because that's your value to society. Maybe they just need to take a good shit. I should deserve <laughs> to live. You should be the one dying. Okay, I mean, he does kind of sound like that. I see where you're coming from with that. Thank you for the call. Uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the program. Watch you guys email me. Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you. 206-666-4463. That's 206-666-SO-GOD-IS-IT-OH-GOD. The woman has to be young. As young as possible. Spread the distortion. STD tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or like wherever you can rate and review podcasts. Tomorrow's episode is going to be Sideshow exclusive. If you're not yet a Sideshow member, sign up right now. Otherwise, I will see you back on Thursday. Until then, have a great day. Bye, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Vincent Price. I love mushrooms. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scrod Media Group. Learn more at scrod.net.